2.30 Coffee, and I'm Madeline Hewen. We just got back from a trip to Colorado. We went and camped for the weekend just in our car, but I'm having the hardest time like getting back into the swing of things. We had such a good time, but it's just like such a completely different world than like the world that we're used to, like to be outside. Like we were not inside a building like at all, unless we ran into a gas station or a coffee shop, which all the coffee shops we went to had like the open, like they had all their doors open. So we really weren't inside technically like at all. And we we're just like chilling with the pine trees, going for hikes, um, obviously like driving in the car. Um, but then to like come back to our everyday and to just like go straight back into work. Cause we got back like Monday night and then like Tuesday first thing it's like okay back to work um and I feel like it was just like so jarring to come back and have to hit the ground running from being completely out in nature and removed from everything to being full force responsibilities and everything like that so I had kind of like a slower day yesterday or at least I tried to I had a little bit of work to do and then I did laundry and did all the like catch-up stuff from our trip so Today is a little bit better, really trying to get some actual work done, um, and I don't, I don't know how that's going. <laughs> that's also why I'm recording this, because I'm like, well, I don't really feel like doing anything else. I'll just sit and talk to myself, talk about our trip, just relive it. Um, we went camping, so actually what happened, this was a super last minute trip. Last week we were at Target getting, I don't even remember, it doesn't matter, something stupid, and they were playing some kind of Neil Young song, at least we think it was Neil Young, now we cannot find this song anywhere, um, because it was just done over the speakers, but something about it, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes me want to go drive Independence Pass, I want to be in Colorado, like that just sounds so good right now, and it was like Saturday, I think, and we were like, oh, should we like, should we go to Colorado today? And we were out like going to some estate sales and stuff. And we seriously like debated it really hard. Like we almost left that day. Um, but we were like, okay, well, Labor Day is next weekend. So if we just put it off for a week, we can be a little more prepared. And then we actually have time, like Parker would have time off work to go. So we waited the week, <laughs> did a little bit of extra prep. And then we left Friday at like 5.30 a.m., to uh, get to Colorado, which is something that my family always did. We left way earlier than that. So growing up, my family went to Colorado every single summer and we went camping up until we were probably, I think I was like 11 or 12 the last time that we went actual camping. <laughs> and then after that, we just got like a condo. I think what happened is just like me and my sisters were getting older. We were like, Hey, camping kind of sucks. <laughs> And I think that like my mom had kind of had a little bit too much of camping also. Um, so we navigated or not navigated. What is that word? We negotiated our way into like condos for the summer. <laughs> um, but so going to Colorado was just like such a huge part of me growing up. Um, I was definitely raised a granola kid. I did not know that at the time. <laughs> It was just normal, and I think mostly probably why we did it is because it was, like, such a cheap way to take a vacation. Even on this trip, I think we, like, tallied everything up, and even with gas being, like, super expensive, it was well under 
a thousand dollars, like 400 maybe for the entire trip for the whole weekend. Um, so that's probably why my parents did it is because like, it was just a cheap way to get out of the house, take us for a little vacation. And then when you camp, obviously, like if you go to like a national campground or whatever, um, it's like $20 a night, $25. It kind of depends on the campground, but we would always go to Estes park. Um, and then we, I feel like that's the one that I remember the, the best, but we went like all around we would go to Breckenridge, Steamboat, Keystone, um, Winter Park, kind of anything in that area, but we always camped and I don't remember ever going out to eat like in town. <laughs> um, we would go do like some shopping and stuff in town, but we would always do like a hike in the morning and then like shops in the afternoon or at least that's how I remember it. <laughs> it's possible. It's not actually how it went. Um, but we are thinking of making some kind of big changes coming up soon. So we're not sure when the next time that like me and Parker will be able to go out to Colorado and it just holds such a special place in my heart. So we thought like what a great opportunity to just get in the car and go. Um, we started camping in our car actually a while back. I think we went camping in Colorado two years ago and we slept in a tent and it was not fun because <laughs> the ground is just like obviously really hard and the campground we stayed at like people were being so obnoxious and the wind like almost blew our tent over a couple times in the night and it was just like freezing. Um, and so after that we were like why don't we just camp in our car we can lay out like a ton of blankets like my I have a RAV4 so the seats lay down and there's a ton of room in the back. So we started doing that when we went to a toadstool, I think, I can't remember, that was like last year and it was fantastic. It was so much better. Still not like the best sleep of your life, but so much better. So this time we're like, that's so much easier too, because you don't have to like set up a tent everywhere you go. Um, so we just packed everything up in our car and we took off the there were a handful of things that I kind of prepped and prepared for. So food being obviously number one, because you cannot be hungry when you're camping. <laughs> I am terrified of like being hungry when you don't have access to food. I think I was scarred by like one or two trips I took and like visited somebody else. And like, I didn't have any food of my own and I didn't want to go raid their cabinets. And it, I was so, I was just hungry. Um, so I'm just like terrified of that. <laughs> But what I did to just kind of make it easier for us in camping so we didn't have to worry about it, obviously I took a bunch of snacks. We have like one of the 45, ooh, is it liter? 45 something of the um, tundras, the Yeti tundras. So we have one of those that we took and then I had took two extra food bags and like a small like plastic container, or it's a pretty medium sized like tote. <laughs> um, of like dry items and things. And so like, that's pretty much what we took. So we also took just like two duffel bags. So Parker had a duffel bag, I had a duffel bag. Um, we just tried to pack super light since we were sleeping in our car. We obviously needed a space to sleep. So it all had to end up being piled in either two of the front seats, um, so that we could actually have room to sleep and everything. So we had to pack super light and be very efficient about the things that we took. So in the cooler, I went to Trader Joe's beforehand. Trader Joe's is like 
the number one spot for me for any type of like vacation food or snacks or anything like that. So anytime we go anywhere, I have a snack bag in between the like two front seats, like in the back seat. So it's reachable from both areas. Obviously it's like in the middle of the back seat and I pack it with snacks like nuts and trail mix. Um, usually I do like a baguette. I go to one of the French bakeries here and I get a baguette and then um, some kind of cheese. Usually I've been doing like the baby bells because they're super easy for the car. You just like unwrap individually instead of having to like get some like sliced cheese that always ends up getting like weird um, or something that you have to like cut in the car. So <laughs> those are like our car snacks. Um, I just kind of grab whatever I have on hand at the time or, or whatever looks good at Trader Joe's. Also depends on the kind of trip that we're taking for this trip. I tried to take a lot of like protein and like high calorie things like, um, peanut butter pretzels, because obviously when you're like hiking and you're outside all the time, you need that extra like boost of energy. And then in our cooler, so at Trader Joe's, they have usually, I do some kind of like prep for camping. Like I make meals that can go in like tin foil and then you can throw them on the fire or in a pot to heat up on the stove. But I made it extra easy for myself this time since we did go a little bit last minute and I got some of those like pre-made Trader Joe's meals that come in like the bowls. So one of them was like a quinoa sweet potato tofu bowl. Um, and then another one was like a Mandarin chicken, like Asian rice, um, bowl. And so they just come in the plastic bowls, which are plastic, but they're super convenient, um, especially for camping. So I took those and a little, I took extra salsa in small Tupperwares and the pre-portioned like single packets of guacamole. Um, and so we put those on the tofu and sweet potato bowls and then um, the Asian bowls we just ate plain. And then they also had like two, there was one packet of risotto and one like big packet of the sweet potato gnocchi. And so I also took those to put on the stove. We actually didn't end up eating those because of reasons that I will get to. Um, I'm just giving you like a rundown of what we packed. I don't know why. I just think it's interesting how people camp and I don't know if you want any tips that make it a little bit easier if you haven't been camping or are always looking for whatever. It doesn't matter. It's my podcast. I can talk about whatever I want. So I took those two meals and I'm trying to think of what else. Like we... Oh, and then I got like roast beef and sliced turkey and single slice like Cold Bay Jack cheese. I actually just had in my fridge those like little packets of mayo. Um, and so I got like a bag of bread for sandwiches and then I had those and then the meats and cheese. And then I also got like a different Gouda um, to have in there as well that was like did need sliced. But um, I figured we could do like grilled cheese if we wanted to. Um, but sandwiches are super easy to just like make in the car on the go. Um, you just throw it together on top of the cooler, just in the backseat. And then, um, you can like eat them in the car super easy. So that was my plan for that. And then obviously like granola bars I always take. And, and so that's pretty much like what I took for food. And then in the dries container, I had like a boxed soup, like also from Trader Joe's, the, this should be sponsored by Trader Joe's because they're the goat, but it's like a box soup of the tomato, whatever, like the roasted tomato soup. 
Um, so I had that as well, which did not need to be refrigerated. So it just went well in one of the bags, saved some space in the cooler and packed two mocha pots. So just like the little coffee thing that like the water goes in the bottom and then it has like a little filter, like a metal filter that sits with the bean, the beans, the grounds, and then it like gurgles up to the top if you don't know what a mocha pot is. So I took two of those because we wouldn't need to take filters to, that would be thrown away. Um, and the grounds can just go, like they can just be thrown on the ground um, because they're actually a really good fertilizer for everything. So <laughs> pro tip. Um, so I took those for coffee and then an extra, like we took three gallons of water that we filled up at any opportunity that we had, whether that was like a gas station or whatever, which I think we only had to do one time. They lasted for so long. And then I had emergency water bottles. Also, we always filled up our two big water bottles anytime we like went in to like use the bathroom somewhere. We just like filled them up there. So we had plenty of water and food and everything that we needed. I took my Coleman 425 cam stove uh, that I got on Facebook Marketplace. It's actually, I'm pretty sure the exact one that my dad had growing up. So I friggin' love this camp stove. It is a dual burner, but the second burner did not work for some reason. The day before we left, I like took it out of the basement to make sure that it works and everything. So you have to like take the, like it's not propane, it's like Coleman fuel specifically. And so you take that fuel tank out of, it's like stored inside the stove. You take it out and you hook it to the outside and the little like spigot prong thing goes inside the stove into like over one of the burners and into the hole there and then you have to like pump it to pressurize it and then turn certain knobs and then you like light the burner that's how it works and so I pulled it upstairs and I was trying to get it to go and it would not pressurize at all like the tank was just like not pressurized and I was like oh crap like is there a leak like what's going on how can I do like what do I do to fix this? Because if we cannot eat over this weekend, like this is how we're making our food is with this camp stove. So if the stove doesn't work, then like essentially we can't go because not like it would be just too hard and too complicated and more expensive to like buy food out or whatever. Not all the campsites that we were planning on going to had like a fire pit. And also in some places they have a burn restriction. So you can't have a fire. So it wasn't like super reliable to just plan on camp like, doing it over a campfire. So we needed the stove. So I spent like an hour and a half trying to get this thing to work and looking at like Coleman stove forums. And there's like an old guy that has his like own Coleman stoves, like page about like answering questions and stuff. And so I found his like Facebook and I messaged him and I was like, Hey, is there anything besides a leak this could be? And, um, because it worked perfectly fine the last time that we used it. All it did was it sat flat in the basement for, I don't know, a couple months, probably, probably too long, but, um, for a while. And then I pulled it up. And so there's no reason that anything should have changed. Like it worked fine last time. And so finally I like texted my dad and I was like, what could this be? Like, could it be anything else? And he was like, oh yeah, like oil. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, so apparently where you like push, cause the, like the plunger that you push to pressurize it, I'm probably explaining this really bad. Um, but it needs to be like sealed to the side and it like wasn't. And so you can put any kind of oil in there. I use literally the vegetable oil that I had in my kitchen 
and it helps like the rubber seal to the like metal on the outside. So I just like dunked this thing in oil and like put oil down into where the plunger is and it worked perfectly fine. So after looking at literally so many forums and spending so long looking online trying to figure this out, the only thing I had to do was ask my dad. So let that be a lesson to you all to just ask your dad because he's going to know. He's going to know the answer. Um, so we got that going. Thank goodness it took so long and like I had such a busy day before we left too. I was so annoyed that I took so long to do that because then I was in a rush doing everything else. But it's okay. That's just the way that life goes. I like to be busy. It was fine. So we got that all packed away. We headed out at 5.30 in the morning and went to Colorado and it was fantastic. We stopped in. I usually, when we were growing up, we went to North Platte and that's where we would stop and get gas. There used to be a little coffee cart by the gas station right off the interstate. And so by the time we would get there, like the sun was rising. It was like early in the morning when we were little, we would either like sleep most of the way there or whatever, just cause it was early. And then by the time we got to North Platte, like we'd fill up with gas and we would get like a little, I don't, well, we didn't get coffee. Why does it, it feels like we got coffee, but probably we got like a smoothie or a hot chocolate or something. And then my mom always like pre-made breakfast sandwiches. So we would have like breakfast sandwiches in the car. Um, and that's what we would have for breakfast on the way out there. And so this time we stopped in cause that coffee cart is not there anymore. So sad. And there is a Starbucks right across the street, but I am not a Starbucks girly. Really? I used to work at Starbucks. I have nothing against it. I just really prefer to support like local coffee shops when I can. And so in Kearney, it's a little bit off the interstate, but just not very far at all. Maybe like two miles off the interstate is a coffee shop called Barista's. They have two locations in Kearney, but that's the closest one, I believe. It's like, but it's right on the main street. So you get off the interstate, you turn right, you go down like two miles and it's on the left. And so we stopped there this time and that's usually what we do now is we stop at Kearney, we fill up with gas and then get coffee, obviously. Head out. Um, so we stopped there and then we kept going and we saw so many cool things on the drive to Colorado. It felt like such a good omen over the trip. We passed under, so we were driving. I was driving. I always drive the whole way. I am a driving hog. Um... I, I just, I like to drive and I don't like to sit and do nothing in the passenger seat. So we were driving along as you do when you're on a road trip. And I saw like these birds in like ahead of us. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there's so many birds. And then I started looking more and I was like, oh my God, there are so many birds. It was so like wide across. It probably took us uh, let's see, going 75, 80 miles an hour. I don't know, like 10 seconds to cross underneath these birds. They were like that wide and they went the entire way across the horizon. Like all the way we we're looking, let's see if we we're traveling West, that would have been South. <laughs> they went like all the way from South, like that, like just as far as you could see. And then they were like that long. I have no idea what kind of bird they were. They were not large. They were like small, but it was clearly like this insane migration happening that we just happened to like pass under. 
And it was like the very beginning of it. Like there was, we were at like the front of the line of these birds. And then they went all the way to the South as far as we could see. It was so crazy. I was like awestruck. I wish that we would have stopped and actually gotten out because I cannot imagine the sound that it was making. Like they had to have been so loud. It was so cool. It was like one of the first coolest things that we saw. And then a little bit later on the drive, we saw a bald eagle just like fly over us, over our car. Like obviously he was up a little bit higher, but he was still pretty low. And he flew like directly over our car. And then we were watching the clouds and the clouds were being like super funky. And then we saw a rainbow off in the distance. Like, and it just, we were traveling towards it and it just kept getting like bigger and brighter. So the whole drive there, it felt like it was full of like aerial phenomenon that was just like so cool. Um, it was just amazing. So we didn't have like a set destination that we were heading to in Colorado. We had a couple places that we knew we wanted to go, but nothing that was like concrete, like a hard and solid plan. We had no like reservations or anything like that. So the first place that we headed to was Georgetown because I'd seen a couple, I think just TikToks about it, um, how it was just like so pretty and looked like a little Swiss town. And so that was our first like destination past Denver, like get into the mountains Um, and so once we got there, we just found like a little like cafe that was directly by the water. We had Meadow with us, our dog. So we needed some like outdoor seating so we could take her obviously. Um, so we found this place and they had like, it was in a closed patio. Like it was a screened in porch on the back by the water. And so I just went in and asked if our dog could come sit with us on the back. And she was like, oh yeah, for sure. We have table for two and a dog. And so we sat there for lunch and had the best sandwiches. They were so good. We were so hungry too. Um, And then they had these like Brussels sprouts that were like, I don't know if they were grilled or sauteed, something like that, but they were like crispy. And then they had like a sweet chili like sauce on it. Like, oh my gosh, they were so good. I want to make them so badly now. (laughs) I'm like craving them. Um, so we ate lunch and we went and drove through the town really quick and it was super, super cute, but we decided not to stay there because there wasn't really like anything that interesting in the town. Like there were shops that looked super cute. Definitely. I think go, especially if you're going to head out that way, it's right off the interstate. It's so cute, but we weren't really looking for shops. So we just like, we saw the town super cute. And then we headed up the mountain that was right there to do a hike. We just like found a random hike to do while we were sitting at lunch. Um, So it was like up the mountain. It was like a lake hike. And um, we just like headed up. We changed into like our boots (laughs) from the back of the car. Um, And then we just like headed up the trail, which was ended up being so beautiful. It hit two different lakes. I think it was called Silver Dollar Trailhead, Silver Dollar Lake Trailhead, something like that. And so it wasn't like a super long hike, but I always forget that like the miles do not translate to mountain miles. Like two miles, two mile walk here would be absolutely nothing for my, you know, four miles round trip. We'd be like, oh yeah, for sure. Whatever. Like we would do that any given weekend, but it translates so differently when you go into the mountains because it's all uphill (laughs) and like a little bit more, I don't know. So two miles is actually pretty good hike, like four miles overall, um, when you're traveling up a mountain. 
So we went to the first lake. It was just absolutely beautiful. I am such a sucker for like lake hikes usually. So this is something that I'm going to go off the rails here for a second. When we were younger, me and my sister went hiking with my dad. I, it was to Mohawk Lake. This is where it was. So I think that my, which I don't know if you, if you know the Mohawk Lake trail, holy shoot, that trail is so hard. Um, but it is so beautiful and it's got like two different lakes. So there's like a lower lake and an upper lake. And if you pass the lower lake, obviously keep going. It travels up super fast. But then once you get to the top of this hill, like you come up in your eye level with the lake, like the upper Mohawk, like you're just like at the eye level of it. And then you like obviously walk up and you're above it, but the trail comes like right next to it. And it's, it's so cool. And so I think that my, I think both my sisters and my mom and dad were with us, but my little sister didn't make it all the way up. I think they might've stayed at the lower lake. And so we went up, we were just sitting, I don't know, maybe eating sandwiches. And there were these like older girls. We were probably like 13 and 15, I want to say. And there were these older girls, probably in their twenties or thirties, maybe a little bit older, I, I really don't remember, but they were like jumping off the rocks into this like frigid cold water. Like this is snow melt water. If you've ever felt like a mountain lake, it's so cold <laughs> and they were like jumping off into it. And we just thought that was the coolest thing. I did not know that you could do that. And they like told us to do it. They were like, come on, you guys like go for it. And so me and my sister, like from the edge of the rocks, like obviously not like jump from high, just like from the gradual incline, we just like dove in and it was so cool. Like it takes your breath away. Like it completely wipes your breath out because it's like so shockingly cold. Um, but we just like jumped in, it was invigorating. We walked down the like sun strong enough at that time of day that you dry up pretty quickly, but we just like jumped in in our clothes and they were like, yeah, usually like we bring an extra set of like clothes or just like strip down to their underwear and bring like a towel or something like that. But she said that like she never misses an opportunity to jump in mountain water. And ever since then, that's what I've done. If I come across some water on a hike that I can jump in, I do. Um, this time I didn't, <laughs> that all to say, um, just cause I, I didn't have any, like we were camping tonight. I didn't have like, uh, that many changes of clothes to sacrifice. And also I was like, I don't know. I don't really feel like being cold, but Meadow got in our dog loves the water. So she like hopped in and was playing around and it was just like the prettiest, prettiest lake. Um, just like right in like the basin of the mountain. So it was like, went up a couple more, probably thousand feet or so, but then it like comes down and there's this lake. So pretty. And then we hiked up to the second lake and that one was not honestly as impressive. We liked the first lake better and it was straight up to the second one, probably a couple other, like more hundred feet. We gained so much elevation. Um, so anyways, <laughs> we came down from that. It took us probably three hour, two and a half, three hours to do this. So at this point it was getting pretty late in the day. It was like six o'clock as we're coming down from the mountain, which 
I don't know that that's super safe. <laughs> I we're walking and usually like we try to do like morning hikes just because that's the better time of the day. You have to be careful if you get above tree line around like noon to I don't know one or two because in that area at least the storms roll over the mountains like every single day at that time. So if you're above tree line, obviously you're at risk of like a lightning strike. Um, also it's just like cold and you don't want to be caught in a storm up there. So usually all the hikes happen in the morning for me, but we just kind of thought this was a little hike ended up being a little bit longer than we thought. Um, so we we're coming down at like six o'clock and I was like, the sun's starting to set. We should be careful, like make a lot of noise because in the evenings, the afternoons, it feels like the animals start moving around. Like they start moving from one place to another. Um, so we're mostly way down the mountain. We did hike with Meadow off leash. She does it pretty good at like running up ahead and then stopping and turning around and coming back or waiting for us. Um, every once in a while she does get a little carried away, but she's got pretty good recall. So, and there was nobody else on the mountain at this time. So she was off leash. Um, but as we got to the edge of the trail, since there's a parking lot down there, we kind of like called her back to us to hook her up. And as we did that, we like called her, we were hooking her up to her leash and a guy like was standing at the end of the trail and he like motioned to us to like stop. And he signaled that there was a moose up ahead. And I don't know if you know very much about moose. I personally do not. Um, but they are pretty aggressive. They're just, they're huge animals, absolutely massive. And they will like charge you, especially if you have like a dog or if the dog barks or something like that. Um, people get killed by moose all the time, like way more often than other animals in the wilderness because they won't really run away. I don't think, I think that like, if you make noise, obviously they avoid you, but there's not much that you can do to scare them off once you encounter them. Like if they're there, they, there's a really good chance that they will charge you and they're huge. So it's like not good. And so he motioned that there was moose up ahead, but Meadow saw him and saw that he was obviously a stranger. And so she like started to bark. And so like Parker grabbed her mouth like really fast and he like came up to us and he was like, yeah, there's like two moose up ahead. There's a bull and a cow and they're like a hundred feet or a hundred yards away. Um, so just like keep your dog quiet. Like don't, like you do not want these moose to really know that we're here. <laughs> and so we hiked back up the path a little bit and then took, there was like a dirt road that came a little bit parallel. So we took that down so we could come at a better angle and actually see where the moose were. I found like a little tree that was like, we could tuck around to actually see and that the moose were like standing like alongside the main road, like a couple feet off of it. And they were just like huge. When we were in Jackson Hole a couple years ago, we saw a mama moose and a couple babies. At that time, we went in the winter, um, and that was like the first time I'd ever seen moose, but I'd never seen a bull. And to see a bull moose with like full antlers was absolutely insane. So we managed to get all the way down the path just being as quiet as possible. Part was like holding Meadow's mouth. Um, I used the key like in the door to like turn it and unlock it um, so that it didn't like beep and we put Meadow in and then like closed the door so quiet and the guy 
that had told us about it was standing with a couple other guys like at the top of a hill uh, like by the parking area in the trailhead and they had like a camera facing the moose and they like motioned for us to come up and so we went we like stood on the hill with them and they had like binoculars and like the super zoom camera and so they were showing us there was probably like seven seven people standing up there seven or eight all just being so quiet and watching the moose and it was such a cool moment to just like be up there with everybody and like just watching the moose eat and they actually were moving directly through like the path that we we're walking like through the trail so I'm so glad that we came down when we did because otherwise we may have actually come face to face with the moose which would have been so dangerous so we like after they walked away we just like got in the car and we're driving away and there's two campgrounds on the way down the mountain that we're planning on like if not staying at one staying at the other and so we drove down we checked the first campground and there was like nothing it was all full and we're like oh shoot and so we checked the second campground and that was actually a picnic area not a campground so at this point we're kind of like well the sun's going down we don't have anywhere to stay right now and we don't really know what's close and since we're up on the mountain we don't have any service so we like went down the mountain to find like we just went to get gas and I started to get just like the worst headache um and it just like set on so quickly we got gas at this super ghetto gas station it was so rough and we were like okay well there's these campgrounds that we know of like in Frisco and Dillon there's a ton along the lake let's just go check those out so as we're driving like the sun is setting and it's beautiful but like it's getting dark fast and so we went and we like checked a couple of these campgrounds and there's probably oh my gosh seven or eight along Lake Dillon and within those there's a ton of spaces like these are huge campgrounds we drove around all of them and they were all full or reserved or like they all had reservations the campgrounds were all full and there's so many places while we are going to Colorado I was like certainly like their whole tourism is based around like people camping and people coming out and enjoying nature so I figured that like it was very like welcoming to campers no there's so many places that say no camping, no parking, no camp, like no overnight parking. Like you can only be in campgrounds essentially. And so we wanted to do dispersed camping if we could, but we found a couple of those places and like the roads just like we couldn't, we don't, we have a four wheel drive vehicle, but it's not high clearance. And a lot of these, like you couldn't go up the road to actually where the campground was or like where the dispersed camping is. So we just couldn't go up the roads to the dispersed camping. I had also heard that Walmart will let you just park in the parking lot overnight. Like it's a pretty common overnight sleep spot for people traveling. Um, and so we we're like, okay, worst case scenario, we can sleep in the Walmart parking lot. No, we looked that up and the Walmart in Frisco where we were does not allow overnight parking. So at this point, we're just like frantically searching. We've been looking for three hours now and it's just pitch black. Like we're driving around these campgrounds, shining lights on these, like it's just a disaster. And we have been up since four o'clock in the morning, like four or four 30, because we left at five 30 and like, it's just been such a long day. We're exhausted. We just did this big hike 
and we're just like draining fast. And so we decided that we would just go check out the Walmart parking lot. And there was definitely people parked there, like a hundred percent. But we were like, okay, let's go. There's this one other spot that we know of that can allow dispersed camping. We knew about it because we had done, it's actually the Mohawk trail hike trailhead. There's like a trail that goes or a road that passes the trailhead and that allows dispersed camping. But it's like, again, kind of need a high clearance vehicle, definitely four wheel drive. And we're like, whatever, let's go to Walmart. We'll hit the bathrooms and just like get ready for bed, like brush our teeth and everything there. And then we can go. And so we went and the bathrooms were just the most disgusting thing that we've ever seen. Parker said that there was like, well, first of all, constantly guys in and out of that bathroom. And so it was like, did not end up like brushing his teeth because he's like, I don't want to be like a weirdo. But there was also like a guy in the bathroom just like vomiting up like beer and like super drunk, obviously super sick. And that was just like the vibe of the whole. So there were obviously people parked in the parking lot camping, but the vibes were just bad, (laughs) so bad. And like the parking lot has lights like shining like a parking lot. And we don't have anything to cover our windows or anything like that. So we're like, we can't stay here. Like that's not good. We're just going to be terrible. So we went to find this like other spot. It was like 20 minutes away. And so we finally got up this hill. There was a spot for us. Thank goodness. But we parked on like an incline. And so by the time we got everything situated, we like got the inside of the car ready for bed. The stars were beautiful, first of all, just gorgeous. Um, but we were just like too tired to enjoy them. And so we like set the car up and spent the entire night like sliding down the car because we were parked on an incline because it's just like the kind of road it is. There's nowhere flat to be. And oh my gosh, it was just the worst night of sleep that we've ever gotten. <laughs> we both got up at like six o'clock and we we're like, all right, that was terrible let's get out of here. Like, I guess that counts as a night of sleep. We were both up all night long. And so we just like packed everything back up and we headed straight to Breckenridge where we got coffee. And I had like some like, what not toaster pastries. What are they called? Like pop tarts from Trader Joe's, which are so good. They're like the pomegranate something. Um, and so we just like ate those in the car. We got coffee at Clint's in Breckenridge, best coffee I absolutely love that place. I actually have a punch card for them. So every time we go to Breckenridge, I get a coffee and I get a punch card. So next time I go to Breckenridge, I have a free one. (laughs) So we just like, we got coffee. We walked around a little bit because we were planning on going to the farmer's market in Aspen. So we headed in the car. We went shot out to go over Independence Pass, which is a beautiful drive through Leadville and everything. And the pass is gorgeous. We went down the other side of the mountain and we're like, okay, today we learned our lesson. We need to look for a camping spot early. We cannot wait until it's dark out to look for camping because apparently everybody and their dog is out here to camp for the weekend. So we, there are a couple camp spots on the other side of the pass towards Aspen. So we're like, okay, sweet. We'll check those out. But we got there and one of them was like, so far down this like dirt road and it's dispersed camping and the spots are still like numbered though. Like you can't just park anywhere along there. It still has to be in a designated spot, but technically it's dispersed camping. 
so I drove down this dirt road and just like our hopes were shattered every single time we saw a tent or a car parked in one of the designated spots. And we spent probably like 30, 40 minutes going down this road before we finally like gave up because we realized that like it was not, it was totally full and there was a car passing and I asked if there are any spots available and he was like, um, no, like no, not really. And so we had to back up this road. It was just like so draining to be on the dirt road, like hitting all the rocks and like they're really narrow roads. You have to be careful coming around the corners. It was just like so stressful. And we got back to the main road and there was another campground down a little ways. And we checked that one and it was completely full except for like one spot that the car in front of us took. So we didn't have that spot either. So we went to Aspen we're like, okay, that's fine. Let's hit the farmer's market. Let's kind of like regroup, grab some coffee and just like take a breather so that we have the energy to like keep looking for a spot. Um, I'd never been to Aspen, you guys. <laughs> uh, there are more golden goose sneakers there than there are file tax returns. It was insane. The amount of people there and just like the kind of people, like there was absolutely nowhere to park and there was just people everywhere. It was so overwhelming. And once we got to the farmer's market, we were standing there and we we're like, um, holy crap. Like people were walking around with like their bags, like, like retail Prada bags that they had just bought. Like they went into Prada, they bought a bag or whatever. And then they were walking around with like that, like retail bag at the farmer's market and like the amount of cheek filler and like Lamborghinis, the most like flashy, like nasty display of wealth I've ever seen. And there was like a little airport outside of Aspen that just like private jets constantly flying into. And so we were like, oh my gosh, this is like so overwhelming. We cannot like even think straight. Aspen's like a beautiful town. Like the town itself is so well done and it's just like gorgeous to be at. Um, we just were not in the headspace to actually enjoy it. So we went to the farmer's market. We got a couple like peaches and not plums, like nectarines to eat. But then we went to get coffee. I just went into the coffee shop and Parker sat with Meadow outside on a bench and I got in and I was getting a coffee and I just got like a vanilla latte. Um, it was $12. So I was like, okay, me and Parker are sharing a latte because I'm not going to pay $24 for coffee. Like that's absolutely insane. And like everybody around, they had like their Fendi bags on the table, their Gucci bags on the table, just like so casual. So, and just like the conversations that people were having were absolutely nutso, like, like comedic, just so like caricature of like a rich person which I have like no problem with. It was mostly just that like we were so overwhelmed and it was like, we don't even have anywhere to sleep tonight. And these people are being so obnoxious. And like, obviously we didn't have anywhere to sleep by choice, but something about it just struck me the wrong way. And I was like, oh, we got to get out of here. Like, this is terrible. And so we went back to our car and I made sandwiches in the back for us to eat. And like, honestly, that helped a lot. Maybe we were just hungry. Um, and so we just like headed out to check out a couple other places to camp for the night. And we actually did end up, we like went all the way down this like road. It was like residential and like by ranches. 
that were like fully irrigating just grass, like acres and acres and acres of grass. And I'm still so confused about what they were doing because that's so expensive and so wasteful. So unless it was like a sod farm, I don't, I have no idea because it wasn't crops. Like they were not watering crops. It was just grass. At least that's what it looked like to me. And so finally we like got up this road and we have no service again. Like every time we go to find a camping spot, we don't have any service because it's up on a mountain and there were two different campgrounds and we were like not super enthused about either of them, but the one did have like a couple spots available. And so we sat there for a second. We're like, should we risk it? Should we just like go see what else is out there? And we're finally like, no, like we have a spot. We need to just grab it and stay. We're going to be so mad if we can't find a spot. And we like knew there was one and we decided not to take it. So we set up, we was just like, we parked our car. We put some stuff out to mark our spot. There was like a guy with a couple kids next to us in this, in like the camping spot next to us and just like a, like a camping van kind of thing. It was super cute. So I took Meadow over to meet him because otherwise she's like going to bark the whole time because she's like, who is it? But if she meets him, she's fine. Um, so I went over and it was just like a dad camping with his kids, like a son and a daughter. And he was so nice. They had like an older dog and this guy read to his kids like all evening. Like he genuinely was having the best time with his kids camping. And I just absolutely love that. It was seriously the sweetest, cutest thing. And so I asked if there was any like hikes around here. And he said that there was a lake up the road. So we walked up the road a little bit, which was just like desert, like the sun beating down, no trees. And we got up to a point where Parker could look at a map and he was like, oh, shoot, no, like this is, we, we have to drive. <laughs> like it's two miles up this road to like the trailhead, but it was like, you know, two miles, mountain miles. And we were like, okay, yeah, let's go get in our car. So we walked back down, we got in the car and we drove up to the trail, which you can drive all the way down to the lake, but we just decided to park at the top and then walk down the road so we could get a little bit of a hike in. And the lake was like super pretty. It was a reservoir. So it was a little bit warmer than like a standard like mountain lake. And we were walking. I wanted to like walk around to the other side where there were less people so that we could jump in. And like, I didn't wear a swimsuit. So I'm just going to like take my pants off. because <laughs> so I don't want to really like be around everybody else. So we started to walk around. But on the trail, we like heard a crunch to the side and I looked over and I was like, oh my God, there's a moose. Like, no, go back, go back, go back. So we like very quietly, like ran away from this moose and we were standing there and a cup, like a kid started walking the same way we were. And I was like, Hey, just so you know, like there's a moose over there. And they're like, oh, okay. And they kept walking and I don't know if it was there or not there or what, but another handful of people started walking over that way and I was like hey just you know there's moose over there and they're like oh cool I was like oh okay I don't think you get it (laughs) but they kept walking and I don't know they like everybody was looking into the bushes but didn't seem to be alarmed and so they passed another couple and like sound travels so well on this lake um so they were on the other side and we heard them talking and they passed this other family that said that they saw a bear over on the other side of the lake, but that a cow had scared them off. And we're like, okay, so yeah, even the bears run away from the, from the moose cows. So we decided to go the other way around the lake, just to like slightly the other side. And we were standing there 
and Meadow was swimming and we were just like hanging out and a cow came up over like the dam for the reservoir and just let out the biggest moo, like the most cow moo that you've ever heard. And it traveled all the way across the lake. Everybody was like cracking up. Um, and there ended up being like five or six other cows just like wandering this lake. And then we were like, oh, maybe he meant like an actual cow scared the bear away. And then I wondered if maybe what I saw was not a moose, but just a cow. Um, anyways, we just, we ended up swimming, taking like an actual, just like swim in this lake. It was so nice. It was our shower for the weekend. Um, it was just like such a good time. We walked back to the car. We got to a camp spot. We made dinner. Like it was just such a lovely, lovely night. Um, the stars were just beautiful. We saw shooting stars. We were just like, it was just such a nice night to actually camp and, we're like, yeah, you know, camping actually is really fun. <laughs> and so we like took off the next day to go. I wanted to go to Vail. Um, cause again, I'd never been to Vail and I just really hadn't been to that side of the past, like West of the independence Pass. So I wanted to see all the like towns that everybody talks about all the time that are over there. So we headed towards Vail, but we stopped in basalt. They had a little farmer's market going where we got like a cantaloupe he like the guy asked if we wanted a sample and we we're like, oh, okay, fine. It was so good. The candle, it was the best cantaloupe I've ever had. And it was a different kind. It's not like what they have at the store. It looked different. And so we asked him what it was called. And he said, it's either called a Santa Claus cantaloupe or a foreskin cantaloupe. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, I will not be calling it that. Thank you. It's, it's Santa Claus cantaloupe. That's good. That's who's calling it that. Um, but so we bought one of those and it was super good. And so we just like, we went towards Vail, but we didn't make it all the way there because we were looking for camping spots. And we ended up going all the way up this like other mountain again, like super out of cell service and everything. And we were so nervous because we had checked out a couple spots on the way and they were just like not good or full or I don't know, like it, it was just like such a journey to actually find a camp spot. So we were like, okay, there's a handful of camp spots over here, but they're kind of in the same area, but you have to go up and down these like roads. Like they don't connect. You have to come back down this like super bumpy dirt road. So we like went up. We we're like, let's risk it. Let's go see if there's a camp spot here. So we went and it was, we found just, we were so nervous, so nervous going up here, but we found just like the most perfect campsite and it was just like beautiful at the very edge of the campground, surrounded by pines, like not by anybody else, but like still in a campground. So we stayed there. We went for like a short hike up a little bit ways. It was like there was a cave. It was just like a cave hike. And so we had no idea what to expect. So we hiked up here and we got to the top and it was like full, like full blown cave. They had like a tube running down into it. And if you stood in front of the tube, the air coming out of the ground was frigid. So we like stood and they had like a ladder going down this tube. It was just like an industrial, like giant metal pipe thing, like variegate. I, I don't know how to describe it. I'm sure there's a word for it. Um, but we went, we like stood there for a while and Parker like went down it and I was so nervous. I am as much as like skydiving was so cool. I, do not mind being in the air. I am not afraid of heights. I 
like absolutely loved it. Something about going into the ground, like I will go up as high as is necessary. I don't care. As soon as you descend into the earth, I'm out. I can't, I cannot do low in the ground. It freaks me out. And so Parker like descended down there and like had a flashlight, but like it's so dark. The flashlight doesn't even, at least the flashlight on our phones, like does not even begin to penetrate the darkness of it down there. And he said it was like kind of slick and there was water. And so we came back up and I was like, okay, this is my scary thing for the week. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to go down. And so you like lower yourself down this ladder into just the pitch blackness of the cave. Absolutely terrifying. And I stood there for a second and I like hit the flashlight or I was like, okay, okay, I've seen it. Like there's a rope going down. Like it would be so easy to slip and fall in the water. And so I just like climbed back up and I was like, okay. And then a little bit up a ways, there was an actual like natural cave entrance. And so we walked into there too. And again, just like fully, fully a cave. Like you go in and it like cuts a corner and you have to walk across this like log bridge or you tie off, like they have tie offs for like ropes. And then you like go across this like chasm to this other, like, like to across the cave. And then the cave splits in two, like down two terrifying cave paths, just like in a cartoon, like insane. And, um, we walked in for like 10 feet and then we're like, we clearly don't have the gear for this. And I'm not confident. Like I just, we obviously can't do this, nor do I really want to, um, So we stood there for a while and some guys ended up coming out of like the underground tube and they just looked haggard. (laughs) Um, they had their all like spelunking gear on and everything though. So obviously they were prepared for it. Um, yeah, absolutely terrified of the underground. I hate it. So we walked back to camp and we just like hung out and read and Parker played guitar and we like scavenged for firewood for the night and like spent some time like chopping up like long fallen trees and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, we just like sat and had just like a beautiful night looking at the stars, hanging out, being terrified at every snapping branch that it's going to be like a bear or moose or like a wild cat or something. Um, but it wasn't and we were fine and we like slept really well actually. Um, and it was just like such a lovely trip in the end. Um, we like drove home. Well, we hit Vale on the way home and I absolutely want to go back to Vale. It was so cute. It was just like the most perfect little like walkable town and so many cute little stores that I would love to go to. So hopefully we'll be able to make it back there someday because it was just like so good. We stopped and got coffee. I grabbed a couple things for some kiddos to send to them. Um, and then we just like drove home, but as many people were at the campsites all weekend for Labor Day, they were all leaving town at the exact same time. So the mountain was just like backed up for so like it took us so long to get home. Usually it does not take as like just to get down the mountain was miserable because people do not know how to drive down the mountain and nobody knows how to merge. And it was just like a disaster. So It took us so long to get home. We ended up getting home at like 10 o'clock at night. We were just exhausted. Um, And it just, gosh, it just takes so long to get back into the swing of things. It feels like it was nice to sleep in our own bed, but I don't know. We just kind of were craving the simpleness of the camping and the being outside. And 
all of that. It's just hard to um, snap back into reality. And just since I spent so much time there as a kid, it also holds so much like nostalgia for me. And just to leave them out, I don't know, it just made me so sad. And honestly, it always does. Like every time I'm driving away and the mountains are fading in the mirror, like I just want to sit down and cry because it, but like, I don't want to live there, you know, <laughs> like it feels too claustrophobic to live there. Also, it's insanely expensive, but something about like visiting and then having to leave after visiting just like tugs at my heart real bad. Um, I feel like I need to like go sit down and cry for like hours. <laughs> honestly. Uh, but that's, you know, that's my problem. So, um, that was kind of our trip. It was, it was so nice, honestly. Like I can't wait to go camping again, which usually I do not feel that way about camping, but it was just like so perfect. And I know we had some really good conversations on the way home just about like what we want for the future and, um, just kind of looking forward to making some like big life changes and I don't know, making, making some decisions about where our life wants, like where we want our life to go. So it was such a good trip and I'm kind of sad to be back, but also I do. I mean, I like our life. <laughs> it's good. Um, there's a lot of like work things happening for me that are just kind of uncertain right now. So I have a little anxiety around that for sure, which just kind of adds to like the feeling of not really wanting to come back and deal with it. Um, but you know, we're here. That's what we have to do. <laughs> push on day to day. I think I want to go do some yoga today. I don't know if I'm going to grab a class or just kind of do it independently. Um, I'm doing 75 hard kind of, um, I started it like right before we left and obviously like camping kind of throws it off a little bit. Like we still did most of the things, honestly. Um, I think there was like one or two nights that we didn't like fully like read or, like finish our water, but just because like we're con conserving water <laughs> and, um, just like that kind of stuff. So I want to do an episode about like my experience with 75 hard. Me and Parker did it last year. Um, we did not finish it, but there was a lot that I learned about like the way that I want to do it this time. I'm definitely doing it on my own rules because there's just like a handful of things that I know about myself and about like the program that just doesn't work out. Like you're supposed to set some kind of diet plan. And last time we did it, we just wanted to like go more vegetarian, um, which worked really well. I still am doing that, but for me personally, I just can't set like food rules. It just spirals <laughs> quickly. Um, I just have like a weird relationship with food anyways, as probably most women do, but, um, just for me, I'm not setting any food rules specifically. Um, and also with the workouts, I kind of the same thing. Like I don't want to work out twice a day. That's just not good for me to get in that like mindset. So I am mostly doing like one workout a day or like some kind of movement and 45 minutes outside. So I will get more into my journey with 75 hard and all of that. Um, but I'll have to do that in another episode because I've already been talking for so long. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys for listening today. Um, just a little recap of our trip. I would love to talk a little bit more about kind of my experience as a kid with it, just because it like holds such a like special place in my heart. Um, but for now we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.
Thank you.